Well, hey, what's up everybody? It's Pastor Alex and I am here with my incredible wife. Is this your first time on the podcast? It is. You always say incredible. I feel like that's that's your word my specifically for me. I my like beautiful, it. fantastic, that just gave birth to our second son. Come on, somebody. Two uh, weeks ago. Well, uh, almost three weeks ago now. Oh, wow. Almost three weeks ago. So, so long ago. <laughs> Do you want me to say something other than incredible? No, I like okay. it. We, I like it. We're already making cuts here. We're already we're already making changes. <laughs> uh, well, hey, welcome to the podcast. We are at our house, which is interesting, um, but we've been working hard to try to get something figured out where we can just record things and put stuff out yeah. there because we are recording right now while our, while our oldest son Xander is taking a nap. So yes. that's super parent life. Like, okay, we got this much time. We got to get in. We got to record it. We got to do this. Get the baby monitor over to the side. Yeah, I'm like, if I look over this way, that's we're good what I'm parents. Don't at. judge us. We're not just leaving him in there all by himself. Yeah. But uh, welcome to the podcast. This is the Beyond Sundays podcast, where we take what we talk about on Sundays and just discuss it a little bit. Uh, usually, try to have someone that, uh, or the, usually try to have the person that actually gave the message, and then another person just to kind of give some different perspective um, especially if I'm all by myself I'll just end up kind of re-preaching it and so I'm like I, I want to have a, a different perspective um, but it's good because Hannah you're obviously married to me and this sermon is about singleness dating marriage yeah we've kind of been through all that together yes. in a way um, and so yeah we just we're gonna talk about that today and we hope that you guys enjoy it um, we're not gonna bother you with a whole bunch of like and subscribe and all that sort of thing but if you do enjoy this hopefully you'll let us know but and, like and subscribe yeah but seriously <laughs> like and subscribe and uh, send it to a friend send it to your grandma who's been married a hundred years she still needs to hear this we've been married we, we have some advice for her but um, yeah babe do you want to just kind of take a second and just say anything or I don't know um, I kind of just want to jump into it I'm excited about talking about relationships because I feel like Alex and I we talk about this stuff at home all the time and we'll mm. often just look at each other and go man we should have recorded these conversations because it's just I feel like it's stuff that you don't hear people at least people our age talk about mm -hmm. a whole lot so I'm excited to unpack the sermon from Sunday because it was so good if you haven't listened to it and you're watching this first hit pause go listen to Sunday's <laughs> sermon um but it was really really good so I'm excited to talk about it thank you I paid her to say that she has yeah. to say that um, yeah, I think it's really good because, and I'm, I mentioned this a little bit in the sermon, and, and I honestly, we've talked about this, I would love to do a whole podcast just separate from a sermon or whatever about kind of how we grew up. Um, you know, we grew up in the very stereotypical, if you're watching this, you probably at least heard, you know, purity culture, 90s, 2000s, charismatic, you know, yeah. silver ring thing, um, oh, I kiss dating goodbye, like oh, that, that was our era. So if you've, if you've heard people talking about that, like that was our era. Um, and so like a lot of people, there's things that we've found that we're like, no, that's not, that's not, you know, how we want to live our life. That's not what we want to teach all these different things. But I feel like a lot of people because of the bad teachings and things just through it all the way. Yes. And yeah. we tried the to, presentation was horrible. Yeah. We tried to like, okay, let's not throw it all the way, but let's figure out what's the good, what's the bad, that whole sort of thing. So exactly. And a big thing about the way we were taught was a lot of it was just the rule and not the why. So you just, all we knew was don't do this. And it wasn't, we never, we never really talked about the details of it all and, um, and why that's important. It was just kind of like, 
said, don't do this. Don't do these things. So I think it's really important to talk about because people our age, they don't talk about a lot or they just talk about what they've learned from, from social media, from blogs, from reality TV, all these different things. Or they grew up in the church when we grew up in the church and we grew up in the stereotypical purity culture movement, like charismatic church of the 90s, 2000s. Some of you may know what that is. Some of you are like that. I have no idea. But the whole um, promise ring challenges, silver ring thing, the I kiss dating goodbye, which now that guy's like not even a Christian. He's like divorced and says that everything was a lie. So it's just like, it's, it's confusing, I guess you could yeah. say. And I think the temptation and why I felt so strong to talk about this is because there's a temptation when you don't have all the answers or when you're like, well, I'm not that experienced or I'm not, you know, we've only been married about four and a half years or something like that. Um, been together around more closer to like six. Um, so you're like, well, we don't really know that much. Like there's other people out there. And so you just don't talk about it. Right. So then there just becomes a void and it's like, well, somebody's got to talk about it. Yeah. And I think, um, yeah, I just know it's super, super helpful to the people in our church. And hopefully if you are in any stage of a relationship, because this sermon was roadmap to relationships. And so I, I tried my best to do this huge topic in one sermon of talking about being single, talking about dating, talking about being married. Um, and then I'm planning on getting into each one of those a little bit more in depth, but, um, I don't know what you want to just start off. Maybe what, what were some of your big, big takeaways from, from this past sermon? So many, um, I loved how you talked about, excuse me. I loved how you talked about, um, in order to be chased, you have to be moving. Mm-hmm. And that was probably my favorite, favorite thing you <laughs> yeah. said, because I think we all know a lot of people our age who can get so caught up in finding the right person and being the right person that it's almost like they're just waiting to be found and kind mm-hmm. of feel like I can't do what God's called me to do until I have the person mm. that's going to be with me for the rest of my life. And it's so not true because I think about how you and I found each other. We were both taking massive leaps of faith in Mm -hmm. our own individual ministries that happened to line up exactly the same. So I, I wasn't sitting at home saying, well, I can't wait for God to show me who I'm going to marry. That way I can decide what my Mm -hmm. future ministry looks like. No, I was like, okay, these are the things I'm passionate about. God's placed on my heart to be in ministry where can I go learn and get better Mm -hmm. at this? What's the craziest thing I can do Mm -hmm. to challenge myself to be better? And in that season was when we, yeah, when we started, yeah, started getting connected. So I don't think I don't, we talk about this all the time. Had we not been chasing, that was the, what was most attractive to me about Alex was with you. I I saw how you were constantly chasing your dreams. You were Mm -hmm. constantly on to the next thing. And I was like, wow, he's just, he's always doing mm-hmm. something like he's <laughs> always doing something. Yeah. And it may be different all the time, but he's like, he's going for it. And I, that was so attractive to yeah. me. Um, it wasn't so. my dashing good looks. That was, that was one of the many things. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and you, which we will probably talk about this more, like when, when we talk about singleness uh, specifically, but you actually, you know, you, you knew super early on, like what you're called to do, your purpose, where you're going. 
I was a little bit, and I think it's probably why, you know, why you said like the different things I was doing. I was doing a whole lot of different things because I knew God was calling me. I knew, okay, I'm supposed to follow his path. I'm supposed to live by faith, these different things, but it wasn't, you know, I tell people all this, I never had that story where it's like, this is, you know, X, Y, Z, what you're going to do. And, yeah. and even still, like, it's not just, this is the one thing that you're going to do. Um, and so, yeah, we actually, you know, when we were single, we were both just running hard after what our purpose was. Um, and, and even if we didn't know it in the moment, we were still running towards something. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's something I see a lot of people, you know, that whole, um, paralysis analysis they call it where it's like okay i gotta analyze my whole life and have to figure out you know i want to have this by this time and i want to have this by this time and so well in order to do that i need to have this and i don't have this and I don't have this and so they end up just doing nothing right and i think that's you know one you're not seeking after your purpose for god but i think you kind of alluded to it it's, it's also just not very attractive yeah you know um whether it's for for guys or for girls it's not very attractive when you look at someone and I mean, we all have seasons. I mean, we've all had like yeah. where you're just, you know, you're just doing like you just got to get through whatever. But if it goes on like months and months or years and, and you, you know, you're like, oh, you're, you're kind of, you're doing that same thing still. Like, yeah. mm, interesting. And it reminds me of what you said on Sunday was when you're single that you're, you're never going to be as free and able to do mm -hmm. as many things as possible when you're single. So when someone is single, that's a really good time to look and say, Hmm, what is this person doing with their life? Mm -hmm. And really like assess what they're doing with that single season. Like not saying, Oh, like judge them, but it's, I mean, the proof is in the pudding. It's good to see, okay, what are you up to with, without kids, without a wife? Yeah. yeah like, come on. What do you spend your time on? Mm -hmm. And so it's a really good teller. Or even people that maybe, maybe single, uh, single parents. And it's like, well, how are you how are you treating those kids now? You know, if, if I'm thinking about having more kids with you yeah. in the future, how are you treating your current kids? And, um, yeah, that can be so, <laughs> it, but you said don't judge, but I, I think I actually mentioned that in the sermon was, <laughs> do judge. yeah, it's like, th this is the time when you want to be picky when you're, when you're single, when you're dating, that's when you want to be picky. And I, I think some people, this is again, a topic I'll get into next week, but I think some people have like their, their idea is like, like there's no one that's ever going to match that. Like there's no one that's ever going to be your person, like your list. Um, but you do want to be picky. List. Oh, thank you, babe. <laughs> um, but you do want to be picky as far as like, don't just take the first thing that comes along right. or don't just be, you know, okay, well, like, like for me, example, when I lived in Arkansas, um, you, you know, this, you guys probably don't, but I lived in a very small town, like 7,000 people. And there wasn't a lot of industry there, different things. So most of your people were retired. There It was kind of like a little retirement village or people that had stayed there, grown up there, you know, with some of the, you know, stores and business owners and different things and raised their families. So you had kind of, um, probably the main demographic was like 35 to like you know, 55 and then on to retire, you know, people that were retired and then young kids. And there were really no young adults because everybody would move off to school and then move to a big city to, for opportunities, different things. So in my church, I mean, I went to, a, especially for that area, a really large church and there's like three single girls my age, maybe. And so everybody's just kind of like assuming like, okay, well, here's your three options. And I'm yeah. like, I'm not going to just like, right limit myself to these three options and be like, okay, well, I guess this is all I have to choose from. Or, you know, some people, 
get to a certain age and then they're like, well, I'm, I'm 25 now or I'm 30 now or I'm 35 now and I'm getting slim pickings, you know, I better, yeah. I better get them while I can type of thing. So on that being picky though, I just want to say one thing I remember, um, I was probably a little bit too much, but I did my fair share of missionary dating. If Uh-oh. Alex Uh-oh. said that on Sunday, if you don't know what that is, cause it's kind of a churchy term. Um, it basically is saying like, Oh, I'm going to fix this person. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to, um, once, once I, I'm going to be the person that unveils their potential and all of mm-hmm. the amazing things that people wish they could be. I'm going to be that person that brings yeah. that out of them. Um, probably every guy I dated for Alex was like, that. <laughs> but, um, thank the Lord for maturing me and growing me. But, um, I remember when Alex and I were long distance dating, it was right before, him, Jonathan and Stephanie mm-hmm. planted Oasis church. So mm-hmm. now me being on the side and knowing how hard of a season that that was and anyone listening who's planted a church or anything, you know, that that's a, that's a really like, it's a, it's a crazy time. Well, I'm experiencing that from FaceTime with Alex. Mm-hmm. So we had just started dating mm-hmm. and it was almost like every time we would talk, it was like, he was just in meltdown mode. And it mm-hmm. was like, he was so stressed. He was so, and he was like, I don't know if this is going to work. Mm-hmm. I don't know how God's going to do it. I don't know, you know, and all this stuff. So even though now I know, I know Alex and I know, mm-hmm. I know him, but at that time I was still getting to know him. And I'm like, and I remember I said to you, do you remember? I said, okay, I need you to know, like, I'm not your wife yet. Yeah. And I literally said those words because there was a really stressful season, which if you don't know the story of Oasis, it was like, didn't know if they were going to have a building for lunch Sunday. It was yeah, a lot did, of crazy didn't stuff. Didn't have any money. Didn't have, didn't have any yeah. money. It was wild. We and had a great team, but that was like about it. Now yeah. that he's my husband, I'm like, oh, I wish I could go back and be listening to those FaceTimes and being like, oh, it's going to be okay. But I'm just like, whoa, this guy's on the verge of tears every time we FaceTime yeah. and he's going through a lot. And I felt like he was wanting me to carry that at that in that season. Mm-hmm. And I remember I said to Alex... I'm not your wife yet. And I need mm-hmm. you to know yeah. that I'm right now. <laughs> I yeah. said, I'm assessing how you handle hard seasons. Yeah. I was like, I'm watching for how you handle crisis mm-hmm. mode and what, what your response is. And mm-hmm. at, it's coming across to me right now that you're putting that on me, even though he wasn't, cause I know mm-hmm. him. But, um, at that time I was looking out for myself. Like mm-hmm. I was, I still didn't see it as, okay, we're dating now. So your problems are my problems and let's carry this together because we weren't married. We weren't married. And I think a lot of times, maybe even especially for Christians, because Mm -hmm. you have this fantasy of meeting the person that has the same calling as you. And once you find someone that's even remotely close to that, you're like, this is it. Thank you, God. This is what I, this is what I've waited for. And then you just kind of put the rose colored glasses Mm -hmm. on and it's like everything you just start acting married and it's, right. that's not, I, I think that when people start acting married, when they're dating, you miss out on learning each other mm. and you miss out on, um, the little things that you need to notice and mm. that you need to learn. And it just, you miss out on friendship and it's, mm. and it's, that's like tragic to me because friendship is such a huge part Mm -hmm. if not a massive 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 part of marriage you have to be friends you have to like each other and so when you jump into thinking Mm -hmm. okay well now like let's just act married okay when do you want to plan the wedding you know i've been talking to you for two weeks like Mm -hmm. (laughs) it just you miss out on a lot of stuff 
Yeah, and, and we actually, I mentioned that on Sunday, but we actually did that where we we didn't talk about certain things until we were actually engaged. And um, I know for you, it was more of like a, like you had kind of made that decision. I think for me, it was, I guess I had made, it just wasn't like a, the, you know, this is what I'm, but you know, there were like the, really the first thing that Hannah said to me after we got engaged, like we were walking back to my car after we, you know, got out congratulations from all the family and all the stuff. <laughs> and she looked at me, she was like, our kids are going to be so cute, which they are. They're, They're the cutest kids in the world. So I don't care what you say in the comments. <laughs> um, but we never, we I never, had never said that to him. Well, yeah. we had never said like our, our kids, kids yeah. our ministry, our future. It was always, Hey, this is what I want with my kids. And you would be like, yeah, I'd, I'd, I think I'd like I'd something like, similar mm-hmm. or, or with, with where we want to live or just every topic. And because we were long distance and I think that's one of the, you know, one of the reasons what some of that emotional things maybe slipped out is because all we could do was talk. Yeah. And, and so there she, was nothing, there was nothing wrong yeah. with that. It was, it was just me looking out for myself. But I, th- and and I, but I think it was good for me too, because I, when, once you said that it kind of, it, it challenged me and I was like, Oh yeah, man, that she's so smart. That's right. Yeah. Like we don't need to, because you know, one, you're, like you said, you're skipping some steps. You're not learning that friendship. You're not just having fun. There was so much about you. I didn't know yet. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how, um, passionate you were. I didn't know how, um, I I didn't know. I didn't know so many things that I know about you now. Mm -hmm. So when I was only seeing, zero to 60. You're like, wow, this guy talks a lot. No, now I I know. (laughs) No, it's just, I can, I appreciate, I have so much to appreciate about you before getting to that deeper stuff that we eventually did. Yeah. Um, let's, so I think we're going to, we're going to do two parts to this, um, just cause it was a lot, but let's just talk for a second before we get onto the set, the, the next part about, um, you know, how, and, and we've, we've kind of already mentioned it a little bit, but how the goal of dating should be marriage. Yeah. And I know that that's like, a lot of people don't really like that. A lot of people aren't, that's not like a shout you down type of thing that people <laughs> yeah. are just like, yeah. Um, because again, you know, our, how we grew up was like, if you go to coffee with someone, you're like, you're married. Like, I was like, when's the wedding? When's the engagement? Whatever. Um, and even, you know, we've had Bible college experiences, the whole, you know, some of you know, that type, you know, ring by spring, like you go to, you go to a Christian college and everybody's getting engaged. Like call it bridal college. Yeah. Bridal college. You know, I've heard, you know, girls, they're like, (laughs) I'm going to get my MRS degree. Like that's like Mrs. Um, but just maybe, you know, just, just as we're wrapping up and we'll, we'll publish both of these parts at the same time. But, um, you know, so you ha- kind of have that whole thing, and but then you have the the reaction to that, and even a lot of Christian people are like, okay, well, you know, we know that's not right, like that's toxic, that's whatever. Um, so now we're just gonna do like free for all. Yeah. And you know, I'm I'm lonely, so I'm gonna go out on a date with somebody. You know, I want to go have a, f- I want to go somewhere fun. I want to go to a nice dinner. I want to whatever. So I'm just gonna go out on a date with somebody. And I think you know, there has to be a balance there. And me and you, I think we, I think we both dated like a pretty like moderate amount. I would say <clears throat> you a little bit more than me, <clears throat> but, um, are you throwing shade at me right now? A <laughs> little, little bit, a little, little bit. bit. Um, but what, what, like, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? Like, how do you, you know, how do you distinguish that and how do you decide, okay, I want to date. And, and I said in the sermon, like, 
let's all be mature here. We, we all know when you're, there's a difference between going on a date with someone and then when you're dating someone, Yeah. you know, you can t- call it whatever you want, but if you're hanging out with someone every week, two or three times a week, whatever, like you guys are dating. So yeah. what are, what are some of your thoughts on that? I think, um, you can tell right off the bat pretty quickly what someone's values are and what mm. they prioritize in their life. So to me, you don't have to even have a one on one conversation to see if someone has their priorities straight or wow. you can see what they value in their life. So, I mean that you can pretty much tell right away. So I say, I, I think before for me, it was always before thinking about, okay, wow. Well, like I, I'm kind of interested in this person. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, what, what's important to them. And I yeah. feel like that that's, that's always good. a good judge of, is there going to be anything after this or like, let's just see, let's mm-hmm. see, let's see what, let's mm-hmm. see if there's chemistry. Let's see if we, we want to be friends. And of course, mm-hmm. like you always know you can pretty, you can tell pretty quickly. Yeah. I, I think that some people drag things out because, um, I don't know, maybe there's some benefits or maybe there's mm. some like other reasons, but I think you can tell pretty quickly if it's somebody that you want to your priorities and your intentions for that relationship may change. You might decide, mm-hmm. okay, well, this is just going to be like a friends with benefits type of thing. Mm-hmm. Cause I Uh-oh, find them attractive, but it. like, I don't want to marry him. But yeah. for this season of my life, he works like mm-hmm. just fine. I don't need him to, I don't need him to take care of himself. I don't mm-hmm. need him to have good finances. Like Come on. I don't need him to be a good dad. Mm-hmm. I just need someone that's going to fill my needs. Yeah. So I think, making sure your intentions for the relationship don't change as you're getting to know them. But, um, I don't know. I just always say, go look at their values first Mm -hmm. and then go from there because you can, maybe that's just me. You can tell so fast. Yeah, you can. And that's again, maybe another, maybe another episode we should be writing just (laughs) values based, like living your life values based and not just necessarily by the moment or that's what attracted us to each other. We had Mm -hmm. similar values and it was very apparent Yeah, that our values were the same. Yeah. And maybe when the next episode, we'll, we'll talk maybe a little bit more about the the marriage part of things. And just to wrap up, I, I, I said in the sermon, I think I, I see a lot of people, they either do that where they're like, these are some good benefits, whether again, it could just be something, I mean, not necessarily that like you're sleeping together and like friends with that whole thing, but maybe it's just like, Emotional. I don't, I don't want to be lonely, you know, like yeah. I don't want to be, I've been in a relationship for so long and I don't want to have to start all over. Like, I don't know. I don't want to have to be that guy in the front or that girl in the friends group that's single again, you know, these yeah. different things. And so feeling their emotional needs. Yeah. yeah. But it's, like if you already know it's just going to be worse when it happens and so you might as well just just rip it off or um you, you know so i think there's there's people that's a word for somebody yeah, yeah text a, him texter yeah, uh, yeah te- well no, I mean, i'm just kidding we Don't had that text. Ha- we had that happen after this sermon like several people they realized like they were like i'm just in this for security or whatever it is but they know that they're not going to be together forever like they know that like you said, this isn't who I want as a wife. This isn't who I want to be the mother of my children. This isn't who I want to be a financial partner with. That I want to be a, you know, come on, let's be honest, a, a business partner in a lot of ways with yeah. these different things. And if there's anyone listening that needs permission to end that relationship that maybe you know that there's no future in it, here's here's your ticket right here. Just think about it this way. By you staying in that relationship, you're actually doing a disservice to that the other person wow. because they they're now wasting time that they could be 
preparing themselves and God could be growing them for the person they're supposed Mm. to be with. So it's not only a disadvantage to you, but it's a disadvantage to them. So they don't know that there's no future, but you do. So Mm. whoever needs this permission, there you go. (laughs) Wow. Well, hey, let's just end it on that. That was, that was incredible. Yeah. Because from someone who's had to do a lot of um, painful breakups. For real, for real. Because you know, the, the person that is right for them may be waiting out there and you know, they can't get with them because they're already in a relationship. So, wow. Well, Hey, we're going to jump right into the second episode of this. And we're going to talk a little bit more about engagement, marriage, that sort of thing. So make sure you check it out. If you enjoyed this again, like subscribe, share it with a friend. Uh, if you need to send this to your boyfriend or your girlfriend, uh, do it, you know, just kind of some subtle hints. Thank you guys so much for watching. We'll see you next time.